I'm Christina. And I'm Megan. And, and this, this is, is the, the Aftermath of Sex. for a, another little episode it's just a little information yeah i'm excited to learn about some stuff well hopefully hopefully you learn something yeah well i always do do you you're a good teacher well that's kind <laughs> <laughs> i do enjoy teaching yeah it fun. is one of my passions me too i like it yeah all right so so should I get started or do we yeah. want to tell people well, to send in their stories? Yeah, let's not forget because we have this drawing happening. We, we do so, have a drawing, yeah. so we need all your things. Yeah, for each of your stories, you'll get an entry into the drawing. And, yes. And a chance to win some merch. Some swag, if you will. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. We're going to show you some pictures online. Yeah. And you're going to want it. Yeah. You're going to love it. Yeah. Well, we hope you love it. Yeah. I so, love it. In order to get into the drawing, you have to just send in a story. It can be a vagital, a titty tribulation, a breastimonial, a birth story, yeah. birth adventure, mm -hmm. a vagina mishap. Yeah. Whatever yep. you want to share with us, we will love to share with the world. Yeah. And um, I think it really does inspire other people. I think so, too when you're sharing your stories because people can relate in ways that yeah. when you're not hearing these stories, you have no idea that it actually happens to a lot of the people. Yeah. So yeah. Just a way for us to come together. No, we're not alone. Yeah. And um, if you're wanting to share a story, you'll go to www.theaos411.com to share your story. You just select, um, you know, the form, fill it out. And don't forget to put your email in there because that's how we will grant you your reward if um, you win and are selected. So let the games begin. All right. Okay. So I am coming to you today with STD screening. So a little while ago, we were talking about those statistics, remember? Yes. And how, I know, and how it's just really sad that people aren't informed. Yeah. And I feel like part of our job here in doing this podcast is to inform on what we need to be doing to be um, really good sexually involved citizens of mm -hmm. the world yeah. and to be healthy. Yeah. So um, today we're talking all about STD screening. And if you think you know everything, just listen just a little bit and see if I can teach you just one thing. Okay. Okay. So I am going to start with statistics. Oh, great. I love them. Because they're pretty shocking. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to get started. Okay, do it. Okay. There was a study in 2013 of 3,953 adolescents mm -hmm. and young adults mm -hmm. that the CDC, the CDC did, and they found that 11.5% of the individuals had been tested for an STD. Really? 11.5. That's it. That's not very many. Mm -mm. Okay. Okay. Individuals between 15 and 25 
make up 25% of those who are sexually active. Okay. So that's a huge, that's a quarter of the population uh-huh. and only 11 15. of the quarter percent of the population yeah. are being tested. And this is a population that just has um, what I would like to call, I do call it this, the frontal lobe deficit. <laughs> yes, it's so, <laughs> so true. The, it's absent. The frontal lobe is gone. Yeah, it's just not really working for this age group. And <laughs> so then would know. they're just taking more risky behavior. Yeah. Right? So this is the population that I would say needs the most testing. Yes. You know, as we age, usually we make different kind of choices and are just safer in general. Yeah. But these these ones, yeah, know, they just have some some brain growing to do. Yeah. Well, in this study, 42% had never been tested for an STD because they thought they weren't at risk. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, do they know what makes them at risk? Well, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the CDC has preliminary STD surveillance data from 2021. Okay. And that shows that 2.5 million reported cases and this is reported cases of chlamydia gonorrhea and syphilis in the united states wow that was what was reported 2.5 million cases Mm -hmm. that is really interesting so i put a little chart you should see my notes actually oh yeah sorry i put it away no oh well i have i I put a little chart myself. Okay. I made my own graph. Oh, you did? So I did. So um, for chlamydia, in 2017, there was 1,708,569 no, chlamydia cases. Wow. That's in 2017. In 2021, it got a little better. 1,628,397. Okay. Gonorrhea, 555,000. Wow. But in 2021, 696,000. Wow. Much worse. Wow. That is quite a jump. Do you want to know what's worse? Syphilis. Oh, oh really? In 2017. Syphilis is one of these things that you just think isn't really around. You know I've seen mean? it three times in wow. my career, which is wow. crazy to me. That I is. thought I would never see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, syphilis, 2017, 101 thousand a hundred thousand a hundred and one thousand five hundred and ninety to be specific wow. but in 2021 do you want to know yeah i do a hundred and seventy one thousand seventy four that is crazy to me do you want to know what's really sad yeah congenital syphilis oh dear this yeah. is syphilis that's transferred to a baby in utero yeah. wow in 2017 there was 941 2021, 2,677. That's an interesting statistic to me because we screen all of our ladies for syphilis. Mm-hmm. Like it's part of the, you know. Well, do you, you know, not everybody has access to healthcare. That's true. That's um, so true. Yeah. So uh, the World Health wow. Organization reports that more than 1 million sexually transmitted infections are acquired every day worldwide. Oh my gosh. A million? A million every day, daily, worldwide. You know, most of these are pretty easy to prevent, but most of them are asymptomatic. Right. So if you don't know you have it, you're just going out there and fornicating all around and spreading it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
<laughs> stop the fornication. No, I'm oh kidding. Gosh. Don't stop having fun, but do it safely. Like seriously. Okay? So I'm sorry to kill you with these statistics, yeah. but they're common. They're, they're still coming. So um, the World Health Organization um, said that every year there are 374 million new infections of one of the four curable STIs, which is chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, or trichomoniasis. Wow. More than 500 million people between the ages of 15 and 49 are estimated to have HSV or herpes. Wow. 500 million between 15, which is so sad, and 49. Wow. That's crazy. That is wild. That's a lot of. Yeah. Do you want to know what's really sad? That HPV, which is human papillomavirus, mm -hmm. is associated with 311,000 cervical cancer deaths each year. Wow. It's preventable. It is. Almost 1 million pregnant women are estimated to be infected with syphilis in 2016, wow. resulting in over 350,000 adverse birth outcomes. Wow. This is the world. Yeah. But that just broke my that heart. Is, yeah, that's crazy. They go on to report that drug resistance is a major threat to reducing the burden of STDs, which is something oh. to consider because the more we're using antibiotics yeah. to create to right. treat these infections, the less effective they'll become over time. Right. And that's going to be really sad in our future. Our future selves should be very worried. Yeah. Like my son always tells me that's a future problem, a future problem for me, uh -huh. a future Ben issue. Well, I'm telling you that this is our future if we yeah. don't get it together. Right. So I'm very passionate about it. Y'all being very wow, serious. Really it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And here in Alaska, we're like number one for all the kinds of things. Well, I have statistics oh, for good. you. Don't Very you good. worry okay, about good. We're not number one in everything. Okay. Just a few things. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, so I want to not start with so all the time. I've been really trying, mm -hmm. but so is such a good filler. It is. So I'm really sorry about that. Yeah. In 2021, uh, the CDC put out a, STDs at a glance chart from data collected in, two, um, in 2018. It's really hard to collect data and get it out in time, right? So, well, there's always going to be a lapse. Right. Yeah. So in this study, darn it, I said it again, one in five people in the U.S. have an STD, totaling 68 million infections. One in five people? In the U.S. have an STD. Wow. 26 million new STDs. Wow. Almost half of the new STDs were aged... 15 to 24, oh. which is really sad. Yeah, it is. Which is why we need to get it out there to get tested. Yeah, because that's like, you know, it could affect reproductive health and stuff. Do you want to guess how many medical dollars oh, it costs oh, to billions, treat these? Billions, I'm sure. 16 billion yeah. for direct medical care. For preventable. 16 billion. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. In 2018, the prevalence of HPV was 42.5 million. Wow. And the incidence was 13 million. Wow. Now I know you're wondering yeah. what's the difference between prevalence and yeah, incidence. So the difference is that prevalence is the estimated number of infections new or existing in a given time frame. So in this particular study it was 2018. The incidence is the estimated number of new infections diagnosed or undiagnosed. Okay. okay? 
So wise voter STD, uh, STD rate by country. So I kind of wanted to see where we all fit. Um, South Africa was the most at 37.3 thousand per 100,000 people of STDs. The least was Pakistan at 7.4 thousand per 100,000. I thought that was really good, actually, compared to 37. I mean, it's 30,000 less per 1,000. Um, we have listeners in Canada and the United Kingdom, which is yeah, so cool, y'all. Yes. Thank Thanks you for, for listening. listening. Um, so I looked up those numbers specifically, and Canada is ranked 140 at 13.5 thousand per 100,000. So good job. And the United Kingdom is in the bottom 10. So they're number 185, 10.9 per 100,000. Okay. 10.9 thousand per. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. You want to know where the United States is? Well, I do. I don't think it's good. Number 78. 78. Yeah. Wow. Not great. No. Um, At 19.8 thousand per 100,000. Wow. And this article went on to talk about like our medical access. Yeah. And all of that. I did not get into all of that for this, but it's just interesting. Yeah our access and our numbers. Uh-huh. There's a little bit of a disparity there. Different healthcare systems. Yeah. Hmm. States with the highest STD rate were um, per 100,000 people um, for chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis, like together, yeah. Alaska. Yeah. Number one. And we have been number one for a long time. Many, many, many years. Every year we're yeah. number one. We're number one. For STDs. It's I'll tell you, I don't want to be number one for STDs no. anymore. So yeah. let's fix that. Yeah. Um, we have 100. Oh, no. Now I can't read. 1,144 per 1,000 people of chlamydia, gonorrhea, or syphilis. Wow. Mississippi had 1,082. Oh, so they're a close second. Close then there's second. Louisiana, South Carolina, and New Mexico. So oh, those were the first five. So chlamydia specifically, um, Alaska is number one. Yeah. And the least chlamydia infections is Utah. So good job, Utah. Okay, Utah. If we have any listeners there. Um, gonorrhea, Alaska was number two. Oh, who's number one? Um, second to Mississippi. Okay. So, so the South got has yeah. to figure it out. West Virginia was the least. Okay. When you look at the map, the whole southern states and then Alaska. It's yeah. really weird. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then um, syphilis, number one was Nevada. Oh, okay. And the least was Iowa. Okay. So why don't we get tested? Yeah. You know, there's a couple different reasons. Yeah. You know, the fear of the unknown. Uh-huh. Like, what are they going to do to me? Right. Is it going to hurt? Right. It's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, how expensive is it going to be? Yeah. What, um, what I don't know won't hurt me. Right. Um, access. Like, I don't know where to go. I don't know who to go to misunderstanding the true risk of actually having an STD. So those young kids, they don't half of the, almost half of them thought that they weren't at risk, yeah. that they were sexually active. Right. And if you're sexually active, you you're, are at risk. You're at risk. Right. It doesn't matter how safe you are. Right. So, and then there's confidentiality concerns. So there's oh, yeah, a lot uh-huh. of, you know, people that worry that their information is going to get yeah. out there. So why is it important? Well, Many STDs are asymptomatic and you won't get any symptoms for months or even years. Mm-hmm. It'll just lie dormant and 
any person you come into contact with sexually, you will pass it on. Wow. And then they're asymptomatic perhaps, and they don't get tested. And so now we've just spread so many diseases. Yeah. Um, it makes me think of that chart in my high school health class where if you have one person, if you've had sex with one person who's had sex with another person, and it's just that chart. Like, this is how many people you've actually had sex with. Oh, gosh. Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That chart? yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Early detection and treatment can decrease long-term consequences. So PID and infertility or more severe infections, those hold long-term consequences that you don't think about. So getting treated as soon as possible is super important. Um, And they don't go away if you ignore them or you don't know about them. So ignorance is not bliss here. Right. Yeah. So who should get tested? Well, the CDC recommends that all adults and adolescents aged 13 to 64 be tested for HIV at least once. Um, all sexually active women younger than 25 should have testing every year. Oh. Every year. Okay. Yep. Every year. Okay. All women 25 and older with risk factors should be tested yearly. What are risk yeah, factors, you ask? ask. You. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple partners, a new okay. sexual partner, or a partner with an STD. Okay. Mm-hmm. All pregnant women should be tested for syphilis. You mentioned that earlier. Yes, we do test, but, you know, we find it. So yeah. HIV, hep B, and hep C early in pregnancy. And sometimes we repeat it depending on the behavior of the patient. And while I say behavior, I just mean there are sexual tendencies, you know, because everybody's right. a little different. And that's okay. But we should test to be safe. Right. Um, let's see. Early pregnancy testing of chlamydia, gonorrhea can be done with repeat testing. In some cases, I just said that, I guess. Um, Our prevalence is so high in Alaska that we screen all women, regardless of the risk factor. In some places, they don't. Oh, really? We have moms that specifically decline STD Mm -hmm. screening, but our pediatricians don't love that because they want to know if their babies are at increased risk. Yeah. And because it's so vast and so prevalent, um, you know, it's good to have that information. Yeah. All sexually active gay, bisexual, or other, and men who have sex with other men should be tested. So I thought I'd throw that in there because yeah. I think that's very important. Yeah. Um, they should be tested at least one year for syphilis, at least once a year for syphilis, chlamydia, and gonorrhea. Okay. Um, those with multiple partners should be tested more frequently. So if they're having polyamorous relationships or you have many sexual partners in one year they should be tested every three to six months and that's the same for women if you're having multiple relationships you should um, be tested every time in between before you're sleeping with somebody else um going back to who we were just talking about at least once yearly for hiv if not more frequently and at least once um for hep c if living with hiv which is interesting yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyone who engages in sexual behaviors that put them at higher risk should be um, should be tested, as well as anyone who shares injection drugs uh, should be tested for hep yeah. C. And it just it goes hand in hand. Right. Um, also, an HIV. Yeah. There's also, when you're having oral and anal sex, testing that can be done for that to um, test your throat or oh. your rectum. Okay. Um, so, talk with your healthcare provider. Yeah, I didn't think about that. So what can you be tested for? 
At the clinic, you can be tested for chlamydia, gonorrhea, hepatitis, herpes, HIV, HPV, pubic lice, and syphilis. Oh, yeah. Pubic lice. Yeah. We had a story about crabs. We did. The crabs. <laughs> so I think people are lo a little afraid of what they're going to be asked. Yeah. So the common questions that you're going to be asked when you go in to the office are, are you experiencing symptoms? Do you have do you practice safe sex? How many partners have you had? Mm -hmm. How many new partners have you had in the past year? Mm -hmm. Do you have any history of STDs? What type of sex do you engage in? Oral, vaginal, anal? Um, don't be offended. Yeah. We're not we're not trying to get into your biz. Right. We just want to know, like, do we need to do extra testing for you? Yeah. Um, you may be asked about drug use or sharing needles. You might be asked if you want birth control. If yeah. you're remember, if you're having sex, you're not on birth control, you are trying to have a baby. Right. You're trying to conceive. So don't forget. Don't forget about the birth control. Yes. And then also you'll probably be asked if you feel safe. Yeah. Because we want to ask every person that, whether they're sexually active or not. Anytime yeah. somebody comes into my office, yeah. I try to ask them if it seems appropriate. Yeah. Um, tests are done by urine, blood, swabs or scrapings, or a pap smear test for HPV. So different things can be tested at different times or different routes. And so just depending on what you're needing testing for, it depends on what type of test you'll have done. Okay. So you might ask, well, what if I am having safe sex, Christina? Yeah. I'm using a condom. Right. Well, you can have safer sex. Yeah. By using um, a condom or dental dams or um, gloves. So I didn't think about wearing gloves, but the CDC, you know, they, they point out that if you're touching genitals and then you're touching your own genitals or your mouth, that you could potentially expose yourself. I'm not sure I'm going to put a glove on. I'm just thinking about the real, the, <laughs> the uh, realism of life. Realism. Of right. That. Like I mm -hmm. just don't see that. Happening. I had to put it in there because it made me chuckle. You know, yeah. I'm just I have gloves. Yes. Yeah. I'm ready. Snap. <laughs> they also later say to wash your hands, which I think is really also cute I before they, you touch your own genitals. Yeah. But when you're in the, in the midst I mean, of it, it's just, not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, um, it's all good suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of it is just being aware yeah. that if you're touching yeah. a penis that has an infection right. and then you pleasure yourself yeah. with your own hand yeah. that had that infection on right. it, you're going to give yourself an infection. Yeah. But if you didn't know that that could happen, now you, now you know. Now you know. Now you know. Wash your hands. Yeah. Um, washing sex toys between uses. Ah. Or if you're sure, sharing your sex toys, washing it between your partner and you. Yeah. Get tested regularly. That's safe for sex. Uh, don't have sex that can spread STDs. Maybe consider masturbation or outer okay. course. That's or, oh yeah, we yeah we, we, yeah, talked, we talked about outer about course, that, yeah. um, and avoiding drinking too much alcohol or doing drugs because your inhibitions yeah. are low. Yeah, I have kids that ask me if they have to tell their parents, which is hard. Hmm. You know, ideally you would be able to tell your parents anything, right? But we don't Our live in yeah. an ideal parental world, parental world. Right. Um, if you can't talk with your parents, you still have to prioritize your health. Yeah. So you have to figure out a way to get 
to a healthy place if you're sexually active. So in most states, you can go in for confidential testing at age 13, okay? This can be anywhere, including a doctor's office or a community clinic like Planned Parenthood. It's important to know that if you need insurance and you use insurance for testing, your parents might receive a bill. They likely will receive something. And that will tell them that you've had testing. So it's important to ask the questions. And it's okay to ask the question of what their confidentiality policy at the clinic is and what that looks like if they are billing insurance. Okay. Um, a lot of places and clinics will test anonymously, uh, specifically Planned Parenthood. There's generally There's one. Public health. Clinics. And public health clinics. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you can really go in and have confidentiality, um, like a secure confidential space. So don't think you can't. Um, also, you should ask the questions like for confidentiality, like, do you send a bill? Will you sell any, send any confirmation testing results in the mail? Um, and, they're not going to be offended if you ask them. So just right. ask the questions if yeah. you're concerned because it's much better to be tested yeah. than, than not be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, know that some, uh, some STDs are mandatory reports to the state. Mm -hmm. So we have to, as providers, if you have chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, sometimes write a report and give that to the state officials and then they might call you and verify who you've been with to try to stop the spread. Right. But it, they're not going to give your name. And so if you've been with only one person that or that person's only been with you, they're going to know it's you. Right. But if they've been with multiple partners, they won't have any idea because it is anonymous. Right. Um, but they need and they deserve the right to have treatment. Yeah. What is the cost? Well, it varies by location and place. Lab fees can be anywhere from eight to $150, depending on the testing that you choose to do. You can get at-home testing for as cheap as $35. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, up to $175, depending on what you're wanting. Uh, insurance often covers screening at 100%, but it does depend on your policy. It does depend on the, the company, um, but most cover preventative healthcare, which is right. screenings. Yeah. Again, you can go to your healthcare provider. That could be a general practitioner, like a, um, you know, a general family practice doc. It could be a family practice nurse practitioner. It can be a midwife. It can be an OBGYN. Um, you can go to Planned Parenthood. Sometimes your local lab will offer STDs without an order. Uh, or S they won't offer the STD itself. They'll offer STD screening. Right. <laughs> uh, community clinics, like Megan was saying, the public health and Planned Parenthood. Um, and if you're considering at-home testing, I mean, that's a great way to have confidentiality um, be at most um, or at the highest, if you will. But you have to make sure they're FDA approved. And there are many. They will send all the materials to you and collect whatever they need and it'll have the instructions and then it'll tell you what labs you can get drawn or what swabs you do. And then you usually get your results within five days, oh, wow. which is really cool. Yeah. 
I Googled really quickly in Fairbanks and there were seven clinics offering testing, not included doctor's offices. So, I mean, there's lots of places. If you do a quick Google search, wherever you are located, I'm sure you will find many resources in your area and just figure out which one's best for you. Yeah. Um, you can prevent getting at STDs by abstinence, condoms, fewer partners, getting vaccinated. So what? You can be vaccinated? Ah. ah. Well, yes. The most common STD, HPV, has a vaccine. Boys and girls age 11 and 12 ideally will be vaccinated. Um, you can get it as early as nine and um, up to age 26. And that prevents HPV, which causes cervical cancer and genital herpes or genital warts rather. Um, and the other way to be safe is just talking to your partner and making sure that they've been tested and that you've been tested before you engage in sexual activity. Yeah. Yeah. So that is my public service announcement. Yeah, that was great. Please. That was also good information in there. Yeah. Please go. Yeah. And get screened. Yeah. And don't be offended if your provider asks you, do you want STD screening? I have people I know do, aren't going to want it, but I ask them anyway, because yeah. I think it's, it's um, really ignorant of me to assume right. that because you have a husband of 10 years or a right. boyfriend of three years that you don't want screening and testing. And it doesn't hurt anything right. um, to be screened every year, whether you're monogamous or not. Because yeah. then some things are dormant yeah. for a long time. Right. So if you want testing, go get it. Get it. And if you're sexually active and you haven't been tested, you need to go, go get, get tested. tested. Okay. Okay. Well. I hope you don't feel like I was yelling at you. I don't think so. Okay. Get tested. It wasn't yelling. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I was firmly ordering. Firmly ordering. Some order around here <laughs> because our rates are really bad. Yeah. That's and crazy. We're spreading, we're spreading infection. And when it starts bothering my babies that are being born, yeah. it, it feels like I'm not doing my part. Yeah. So we all need to do our part and clean up our worlds because yeah. I worry about yeah. antibiotic resistance. Yeah. And these are preventable things. They're very preventable. Yeah. Yep. Condoms. Condoms. Outer course. Yep. <laughs> Sterile gloves. Sterile gloves. <laughs> <laughs> all On right. That note, we hope you feel enlightened. Bye. Bye.